Welcome to the Dr. Aaron Show. May you live your truth. Good morning from Los Angeles. This is Dr. Aaron, Dr. Divinity. Today's topic is near and dear to my heart. So it is the science of mind. And no, this has nothing to do with Scientology. Um, Science of mind, I'm sure some people listening know what that is. It's an actual book. And it's kind of a movement. And it goes along with the movement of the new thought movement. So why would you care about this? Well, um, it's all about how you are creating your reality, how you are manifesting and how you're co-creating with all of life. So you might want to care about that. I don't know, call me crazy, right? So I want to first just give a little bit of a a back um, history of the New Thought Movement and Science of Mind because they're really one and the same, okay? So New Thought Movement is... um, is a time in history when Emerson and Harvard Divinity School, that entire group of incredibly badass men, decided that we don't have to go to church to have a relationship with spirit, our true self, that it is not, God is not outside of the self, God is within. And uh, Emerson, of course, was really the you know, he's probably the most famous person for this work. There's many, many great um, mystics and gurus and all kinds of things. But from a a American standpoint, Emerson was probably the most famous person to, uh, to really write poetry and uh, have a huge impact on the masses around this. Okay. So basically, the new thought movement was this was a new thought. At that point in time, the church, quote, quote, the church, uh, really was uh, had been suppressive to so many people. And this was kind of a reclaiming of, of a new era. And so um, it the New Thought Movement, actually, one of the fathers we consider is Phineas Quimby. And so if you guys don't know who Phineas Quimby was, he was kind of the master of of hypnotism. So Phineas Quimby uh, basically was kind of real famous for doing hypnotism. And, and he would take these kind of metal things and he'd do all this kind of magic, if you will. And one day he forgot his, uh, his mental, all of his tools and everything. And he realized that it... it that the people that he was doing hypnotism on still had the same effects. And he realized that it didn't have anything to do with this hocus pocus, that it actually really had to do with the beliefs within the person that he was doing the hypnotism on. So the point is this, is that through New Thought Movement, the point is that it was really a movement about knowing that there is there is gods within us, that there's a power, that we are that power, the backing of all energy that's within us, and that it is comes down to our beliefs within our subconscious mind, our beliefs within our consciousness, our beliefs within our soul, that we manifest, that we create, that we, you know, we bound ourselves or we, we free ourselves according to. So the science of mind is really how to measure this, right? So how do we use this? How do we work this? How do we know this? And so the science behind science of mind is that it is measurable. What we manifest, what we demonstrate is measurable. You can look at your life and you can use these principles, use things like meditation, use things like affirmative prayer, use things like, you know, using your intuition and the power of your word and prayer and all these things. And you can measure it. You can look at your life and say, my life is getting better or it's not. 
not my life is turning into a heaven or my life is turned into a hell, right? This is measurable. Um, and so that is the science behind science of mind, that we truly believe as the New Thought Movement and science of mind that this should be measurable, that that spirituality not should not just be a woo-woo thing, that we should be able to measure it in our reality, how we're experiencing, how our relationships, how our health, how is our relationship with money? And this should be the demonstration. We should be able to measure this scientifically, if you will, right? So um, so a little bit more about this, you know, the New Thought Movement, uh, just to go a little bit further into this, um, streamed off into many different um, genres, such as Unity, the Unity Church, um, which was founded by Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, um, was one denomination, if you will, of science of mind. Religious science was another one, which was Ernest Holmes. And the reason why they changed it, and most people don't call it religious science, because most people don't like the word religious. So they kind of, it's kind of a blanket around science of mind. The next, um, and I just want to clarify again, this has nothing to do with Scientology. There's there's nothing to do with Scientology in the science of mind genre. There is another um, denomination which was called divine science. And it's kind of gone away. Not very many people know of divine science. And then it's also not Christian science, which was started by Mary Baker Eddy. And the reason why the New Thought movement does not consider Christian science um, to be part of the movement is because uh, Mary Baker Eddy was very well known to know it was her. She she said, it's my way. I'm the person that came up with this. And that's not the movement. The movement believes that we're all, we're all able to contribute to the movement. We're all able to tap into and become Christ-like. We're all able to, to have this movement flowing and ever-evolving. We call it open at the top meaning that it's a forever expanding. And so we don't want it to be dogmatic ever. It's really an open practice. And so how do you use the science of mind? Okay, so let's get into this. So very, I mean, this is incredible work that for me has transformed my entire life. Meditation has been my foundation, but science of mind has kind of been the principles that have taught me truth that I realized, oh, these teachings are an all great teachings. So it's not just science of mind or just new thought movement. It's just that it's made sense to me. You can take, um, of course, it refers to the Bible. It's based on on Christianity, but you can take a look at any Eastern philosophy or anything, and it has truth in it. So I don't believe I'm non-denominational. I don't believe in, you know, there's one and only, you know, practice, if you will. So, but how do you use science of mind, right? So we teach that there is a powerful good in this universe, and you are that, that's, you, the backing, the spirit, your true self is spirit. And each individual, we have um, the use of the law. So the law is kind of like if you imagine God creating the world, right? And God, not a man in the sky, that true essence that you are, created this universe. And we said, okay, how are we going to have order to this? How's it going to work like it's a game? And we created this thing called the law. The law is basically the physics of this universe, how it works. How do you manifest? How do you demonstrate? How do you create heaven or hell in your experience here? And that's called the law. They call it the Lord, if you will, in the Bible, but it's the law. And it's because it's kind of like the rules that we decided that we we're going to have in this life, okay? 
And so basically we get to use that and each individual gets their individual use of the law. So everyone has their different beliefs and they get to, you'll see this all day long with people. It's called what we call the mental equivalent. Their life is the outpicturing of how they use the law and how they believe life is. You'll see people that believe life is abundant and therefore they have abundance everywhere. They see the abundance, they see through that filter, they live that, they breathe that abundance. There's some people live and believe their scarcity and they constantly, constantly are finding reasons and why life is scarce. And they, you know, they are always struggling with money. They're struggling with everything. They're struggling in relationships. And this is just how they use the law. So basically it's saying there's this thing and it's called spirit. It's us. And we use it. We create through the law. So, um, it's really about the creative process. How do you create and how do you manifest? So we use things like meditation, affirmative prayer, we use intuitive, we use mindfulness, we use the power of our word, we use basically to know the truth. And the more you live in the high vibration of the truth and knowing full potential and aligning with mother nature, and eating well and and aligning with universal law is the extent to which you will feel more powerful. And the extent to which you feel divided, the extent to which you go against mother nature, the extent to which you don't eat well and sleep well and and you go against, um, you know, creating chaos instead of harmony is the extent to which you will feel like you're powerless because it actually you take away your own powers, the experience of it, okay? So the science of mind is really using your own divine powers for good, for you to experience what you want to experience in this lifetime. And so on that note, today's universal law is the law of creation, which is perfect for today, right? So each day we align, and the more we align with these laws, the more we're going to experience ourselves being more powerful. So the law of creation states this, this is the mode of operation of how the creative process of the universe works. It is the unfoldment of thought through universal law into form. And universal law goes through your subconscious mind, and that's a whole other conversation. The first cause of all things created is from spirit, your higher self consciousness. All of the universal laws are based upon the primary law of spirituality, the reality that all things are created from you, from the true self. Spirit manifests itself in and through all creation, but is not absorbed by its creation. So you are that. You are that which manifests. And so today's spiritual practice is to take time today to know the truth. Know the truth. Go into prayer. Go into meditation. Go into whatever it is to know within certainty the truth that you are a powerful spiritual being and that you really have the choice to create what you want in this life. And the daily challenge today, because each day we play this game called life, let go of your limited story about yourself and life. Okay, so on that note, you guys, you can find me across all social media as Dr. Aaron or DrAaron.tv. You can get my free uh, 30 guided meditations and my app that's free with all these daily podcasts and interviews and things like that at DrAaron.tv. And knowing this truth, we are at 11 minutes, you guys. So have a wonderful divine day and may you live your truth.